Hello, friends. Please forgive me. It's been one day since my last confession, though I must admit, I try to be a good person when no one's watching, and for the most part, that proves to be true. Though there has been times where I've gone into a store and tried on a belt only to forget that I'm wearing it, walk out of the store, and realize later that night that I have a new 34-inch leather strap to call my own. Now, I could always go back... But man, then they might give me a free pair of bracelets, and nobody needs that. Now, I'll also admit that there have been times where I've grabbed an umbrella from a big box retailer when it's raining and pointed at the clerk with it, even without paying, while I walk out the door, only to open it, keeping me dry all the way to the car. And I could bring it back once sunny skies prevail. But once again, they might give me a free night stay, so mum's the word, and I'll just try to be a better person. And, you know, couldn't we all be? But until then, let's talk about crime, punishment, and forgiveness when we genuflect on joshing around. I'm a big fan of movies, or better yet, news reports about bank robberies, armored car heists, or any other kind of thievery that goes above and beyond knocking off a corner store. And just that occurred this week outside of Stockholm, when the Swedish crown jewels were stolen. Thieves went into a cathedral in broad daylight and smashed through a display that housed the crown jewels of Queen Christina and King Carl. Can that be right? It seems that King Carl's reign was in the 1600s, so these gold crowns are priceless. The thieves made off with two crowns and an orb, which sounds like a medieval Beck cover song, though they are priceless artifacts to the Swedes. After smashing through and grabbing the jewels, the thieves ran off into the street, jumping into a speedboat and disappearing into a series of lakes. Police say that though the items are of great historic value, they'll probably be impossible to sell due to the uniqueness and high visibility of the items. However, the theft will be logged at Interpol, so the criminals will now be targeted internationally. Another of my youthful indiscretions was pirating music in later movies over the internet. Everything was fine when it was just music, but once I made my way through the gateway of piracy over to movies, that's when I started to get fearful because every one of those films started out with a piracy warning brought to you by Interpol. And the last thing I want to do is get mixed up with the international police just to watch a bootleg copy of Dude, Where's My Car? Paul Manafort's been in the news for his indiscretions. And though we could get into Mr. Manafort's resume and biography, let's just shorten all that by saying he's a political operative who's been under investigation for some cockamamie nonsense that him and Donald Trump cooked up during the 2016 presidential election. But what we're finding in the trial of Pell Manafort is that this guy was paid mostly from Ukraine, other Russian oligarchs, but most of that money was being held in offshore accounts. Now they're finding that it was used here in the state through wire transfers at various men's shop, exclusive shops in New York City, and also the most expensive men's store in the world, the House of Bijan in Beverly Hills, where it seems Mr. Manafort has spent over $300,000 in just the last year. Yes, he spent over a million dollars on suits, shoes, and watches over the last five years, but really that doesn't sound like so much if you're rolling in it. What's most important is that he had terrible tastes. You can see pictures of his $15,000 ostrich leather jacket. Is it cool? Well, along with the rest of the suits in the collection, 
I guess it would be cool if you were into members-only jackets or you really like the wardrobe of the original season of Law & Order. Everyone's innocent until proven guilty. However, the receipts keep piling up for Mr. Manafort. In addition to the suits and such, it seems he also went on a bit of a real estate spree, purchasing seven homes over the last few years, including one for his daughter, which any dad should do. Only difference being this house cost $1.9 million, and the good daddy Manafort paid all cash for it, which, if you know anything about financial leverage, might not be the best use of your finances, but at least daddy's little girl won't have to worry about anything on that property for a time to come. With all that in mind, it seems just from the offshoring of the accounts, Mr. Manafort might face tax evasion, just like I said, because if there's one thing I know about the United States government, it's that they don't appreciate it when you hide money from them and then spend it on $15,000 ostrich leather jackets. Life is hard, but a criminal enterprise, no matter how organized, seems to be tougher. Now, I'll admit that drugs, secrets, and sex make for an easier sales process, but everything else about it seems to be more complex. There's danger on the front end, then you have to launder the money. More laundry, who wants that? And after that, you've got to be low-key and spending all this money, while it's likely people are still trying to kill you. No thanks, I'll stick with the time clock. I might need to turn to a life of crime just to pay my dentist bills, as my son had another tooth pulled yesterday. He's fine. It's the final one in the process. Now we can begin phase two of his orthodontic procedures. With that said, though, in trying to understand what I was being charged for before the surgery, I won't even say negotiating. I was just wondering what all the light items for. Apparently, I hurt the dentist's feelings. She left the room and refused to come back in. Instead, they sent in the office manager, or as I like to call her, the enforcer, as she showed me line by line what I would be paying if I continued to be such a jackass. With that in mind, I tried to dial it back because they were about to be cutting inside my son's mouth, and I just paid the ransom that they were asking, and everything turned out all right. I did apologize for hurting her feelings. I didn't realize dentists were so sensitive. With that confession off my chest, I'm happy to announce that Pope Francis says the death penalty is inadmissible according to the Catholic Church because it attacks inherent dignities of all human beings. I, for one, agree, because we can't go around killing people for killing people or we're no better off than the people doing the killing in the first place. Previously, the Catholic Church's stance on the death penalty was that it was all right if it were the only way possible of effectively defending human lives against an unjust aggressor. Pope Francis didn't just say these things. The change was made in the catechism, which is like a constitution for the Catholic nation, with the Pope acting as judge, jury, and ex... Well, no, I guess now, just the breath of God. Now, the anti-death penalty stance of Josh and Around and Pope Francis may not be for everyone, but as far as the Catholic Church goes, it was really the only right call to make because you can't be standing behind a message of eternal forgiveness if you're going to penalize someone in the worst possible way. There was another recent story about something stolen that I was going to let slip through the cracks. However, it juxtaposes so well with the perfectly executed crown jewel heist that I can't help but mention a group of thieves that's tried to steal a shark from an aquarium in Texas. I say tried 
They actually succeeded. The three people came into the aquarium, waited until employees' heads were turned, and then in broad daylight, in view of other visitors to the aquarium, they just scooped the shark with a net out of an aquarium's petting tank, wrapped it in a towel, then placed it in a stroller. They can be seen on surveillance footage wheeling away this dripping wet stroller to an orange pickup truck. They were later located after they tried to sell the shark on Facebook. Now I'm here to say, if you go to steal a shark, you should probably have a buyer in mind. But a recent story suggests the man who stole the shark says he's not a criminal at all, but an activist who is trying to save the shark from unsafe conditions in the aquarium. We'll have to let a judge sort all that out. But authorities say the man had a mock-up of the aquarium tank in his house, so it seemed he was serious about saving this shark. With that, we should drip our strollers out of here and end the show before I go jumping into these sharks. Remember to pay your taxes, be nice to the dentist, and let the drug, sex, and secrets sell themselves. Feel free to call in with your confessions, unless they're too graphic, then instead, that's still your burden to bear. But do know that if you tell a priest, you can have faith they won't crucify you for it. Though if they find out you've pirated the Academy Award-winning film Spotlight, you'll be saying Hail Marys until the next time we start joshing around.